I'm Mike Bridenstine, and I have listened to None Taken. Welcome to None Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show with me, your host, Dustin Hare, and over there is Alan. Today is Tuesday, June 30th, and I'm here in overcast San Diego. Alan is in lovely San Francisco. Alan, do you have anything to talk about today, or should we just stop the podcast right now? And uh, move on let's just stop no? down, man. I got shit. No, I'm Wait. <laughs> Don't leave, guys. Hold on. There's a joke. What's up, everybody? No, I got. we got stuff to talk about. We actually have a couple of kind of, kind of big things to talk about on the show today, besides just the regular stuff that we talk about, a couple of kind of big announcements that we'll get to. I figured I'd start with just the weekend. I had an awesome weekend, man. That yeah, was nice. Dude, it was gorgeous over here actually so where, where i'm at like up in the hills it was like foggy and cold but mm. just a couple miles down into i actually went into richmond and went to a brewery over there and it was gorgeous it was sunny not a cloud in the sky light breeze perfect weather like i don't know 75 maybe 80 um just absolutely gorgeous day and it was the first time i'd had an opportunity to to get out since the whole thing started, since the pandemic. So, you know, what, four months at, at this point. You guys had a very severe, uh, like, mandate from the government to shut down. But it, you also personally, did you just not have a lot of opportunities to go out and do anything before this as well? Or, like, what, what your your biz, your bars didn't open until recently? Or no, is that what happened? No, nothing opened. In fact, the... Um, the only way the brewery is able to open is if they serve food, so like a restaurant, and there's still no indoor dining. So we they have a big patio though, so you could sit outside, and they have a food they had a food truck out there, uh, which was dude, you're sitting outside. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of fresh air. I mean, you could be doing a lot worse. No, it was great. I mean, they, I felt really like it, they did a really good job. The tables were far apart. Everybody was wearing masks, except obviously when you're you know eating or drinking. Um, anytime, like all the employees wore masks. Yeah. yeah and anytime, yeah. anytime one of a server like approached your table, you had to make sure you had your mask up. Uh, See, I haven't had that, um, like required anywhere that I've gone, mm-hmm. but I keep doing that. Cause I'm like, you know, that would suck. Like the whole point is what I project out right. shouldn't hit you. And if you're talking to everyone, like I need to not get you sick. Right. Yeah. That would just be, I think a common courtesy, but they actually required it. They had a big list Good. of stuff on, on the door when you walk in that explained all the things that were required. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was nice to be out in the sun, enjoying a beer and some food. That food truck, so it was a, a Filipino fusion food truck. Yeah, they had this burger. So it was... I, I wasn't going to expect a burger. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So they had a burger. The patties like marinated in like, garlic and soy sauce. And they have... Mm. Do you know there's Filipino bacon? I did not know that was a thing. Uh, I did not know that, no. That doesn't surprise me, but I did not know that, no. Yeah, it's called Tocino, I guess. Um, okay. Tocino, I don't know how you pronounce it. Anyways, so they had that on there, and then they had like a papaya carrot slaw. Oh, dude, it was the best burger I've had, and I don't even remember how long. Um, it was really, really awesome. But papaya and carrot slaw sounds like a trick. It's like both of them are orange, one's darker than the other, you can't tell. <laughs> but it was green papaya. Oh. Yeah. Is, so it wasn't ripe. Wasn't ripe. So it has just kind of a, <laughs> it has like a crunch to it, but not oh, a that's cool. not a real intense f- yeah. papaya or sweet flavor. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was great. Nice. Amazing. Yeah, that does sound lovely. Yeah. So that was my Saturday, and then 
Sunday, I kind of just hung out. I watched some golf. Golf was back again. That was fun to watch. And then I worked. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Who I was playing golf. Like a whole tournament, whole, I guess. A whole tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to think of what the name of I don't remember the name of it right now. But yeah. Okay. So I watched that and I worked a little bit on a show project on Sunday, which we'll talk about later towards the end. One of the big announcements, right? Little reveal at the end of the show. Yeah. Little tease for you guys there. Um, yeah. So it was pretty much my weekend. Let's talk about you, though, man. I know you went to Vegas. Anybody who's following the. The show Instagram knows that too. You posted the the mini all. Oh yeah, loaded. I, up. I posted the yeah. I posted a picture of the mini all loaded up, and I was like halfway to Vegas, and I was like, oh, I posted that on the Nun Taken podcast, not on my Instagram. <laughs> I was wondering if you meant to do that yeah. or not. That's no, <laughs> no, I did that in the morning and wasn't paying attention. Nice. But I told oh. it to. I told it to. Uh, uh, what should be a nickname for the girlfriend? The mysterious. The. Oh, uh, I like mysterious. I, I like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I was calling her Natasha. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah. Uh, let's talk yeah, about so, Vegas. So yeah, I was talking well, so wait, what was I saying before I did that though? Uh oh yeah. So when I was driving I noticed that I was doing that that I'd never posted it under your, the, your own well, yeah. Instagram. Well whatever. When I noticed that Natasha was like, Whatever, it shows character for the show. I'm like, Yeah, not a mistake made by one of the hosts. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> So tell us about Vegas. I you sent me a bunch of pics from like I guess it was where you were staying, which you said like the art district. Yeah. Well, okay, so before we went so like two weeks ago, Natasha was like, um, you know, let's do Vegas. We'll time it around for when they open up. Um, you know, I, and I was like, I don't really want to go to like nightclubs or anything like that, because I don't know what her Vegas is like. Mm-hmm. And uh and she's like, No, I don't want to do nightclubs. I like to go to the art district and there's like vintage shops and stuff like that, and like coffee shops and craft food and stuff, you know. I'm like, Okay, yeah. And 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 um she wanted to go to a friend of theirs of hers house out there that like us and f- one, two us and five other people were there and it it was in like a bar like these people dude the house was across from buddy rich's old house it was like they called it like uh like a like an old hollywood uh part of vegas um for the listeners buddy rich is like the best drummer ever um i don't know neil peart uh but (laughs) buddy rich is an amazing uh jazz drummer would you say jazz drummer drummer, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um and so like this neighbor like directly across from that from his house was this house uh and one of the rooms was like a bar and it had a full exhaust system so the guy whose house it was was behind the bar the whole time being like a host and he was just ripping cigarettes and i was barely smelling them so i'm like yeah i'm okay you can all cough in here i don't give a fuck like um yeah um so but uh, she was like, yeah, we're going to stay in the arts district. And I was like, I've never been to the arts district. Didn't know about this, whatever it is. And as we like pull into Vegas, sure enough, we're staying in downtown. I'm like, I've stayed in downtown Vegas before <laughs> you lied to me. Uh, but okay. it was like a mile from the arts district. I don't think there's any hotels there. And if they are, they weren't open. So, right. um, it was really cool. Like our, um, we, so we were kind of next to Fremont street and we were in a small little like motel that had a pool and we were in like the top uh, upper room and we, you know, stayed in a room and went down to the pool, kind of had a corner of the pool where we'd hang out at. And that was it. Nice. Um, yeah. And then we went to a couple bars and restaurants. Um, we didn't do any of the strip or the downtown Vegas, any of that shit, like Fremont street, none of that, but we drove by it at night, every night at like midnight or one or something. And it was just ass to elbows, nobody wearing a mask, really? just, Oh my God. I like that was so fucking terrifying, but that was not the scariest thing that happened. The scariest thing that happened was 
when we went to our first restaurant, first restaurant, got a table in the back. They had a back patio and they put us in the corner of the back patio. They had misters because it was like 108 degrees and the misters had it really cool in there and you can watch the air like flowing out and like everything's going away from my face. I'm totally happy with this. And um, we're like halfway through the meal and we've like barely talked to the server at all. And he comes up to us just like out of the blue. We didn't have like rapport at all. And he just goes, well, actually, before I tell you this, have you ever had a flight attendant come up to you while you're on a plane and say, hey, uh, how are you doing? Great. Um, how long do you think the pilot's going to keep this thing floating? Like, <laughs> no, I have not. This motherfucker came up to us and goes, so how long do you think bars and restaurants are going to be open with everybody getting sick in the last couple of days? And I'm just oh, like, um, God. I don't know. Like after I finish this meal, like how about that? Like, Why would you say that? I don't know. I don't know. But like, so, so I have been a little ignorant about what was happening locally there. They've had like thousands and thousands of new cases there and they only have 600,000 people that live in Vegas. Right. So they're really getting fucked by people coming there. So, so we started talking to locals there and they're like, yeah, at first they allowed people from California and, and Arizona in, and it was fine because we're all kind of in the same boat, I guess. Um, but once they opened it up for like Everybody, tourism yeah. and people to fly, yeah, oh, that's that seems to be around when they started getting a spike again. So, wow. dude, we just like stayed in our room. Um, we went out to a couple of places that we wanted to go to. <laughs> we went to um, two tiki bars in the middle of the day. So like nobody, they weren't crowded at all. The first right. one was great. Again, like people were smoking in there and you could like watch the smoke. It wasn't just like a big hazy like strata of right. smoke. Um, you could see the air and. Yeah, 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 exactly. I would see my airflow. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, so then we went to another tiki bar. So as we walked in, the guy measures our temperature. Okay. I had a perfect score. Nailed it. Nice. Natasha was like 101. Ooh. And we're like, oh, fuck. And he's like, yeah, get in the vestibule and we'll measure you in there. It's like 108 out. Right, right. So she stands in the vestibule for like 30 seconds. I'm like, hey, she hasn't had time to cool down. And he scans her forehead and it's like 97.9. I'm nice. like, hmm, okay. Yeah. So we were good. Um, I will say, though, last night, Natasha sends me a text and goes, the Golden Tiki's closed down. That was where we were. That was that place. They closed down because the DJ that was there, his brother is either sick or was exposed, so he was possibly exposed. Um, I still think that, I mean, this is the first time I have knowingly been to a restaurant that later was shut down. I don't know that I was exposed. Right. Um, the DJ was in a DJ booth and wearing a mask and the, all the servers were wearing a mask. So the only way that that would get to me is if they were out smoking cigarettes together and like coughing each other's faces at the same time and then came over and coughed on me. So right. it certainly doesn't make me feel good, but yeah, yeah. That's, that is kind of scary though. But that was it. Vegas was really fun. That was it. No, <laughs> I thought, I thought other stuff. I, I thought I heard that maybe something else of note might've happened while you, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> There might have been a, what are you talking about? a certain event, a life event that may have, like people sometimes go to Vegas to do maybe that might have. I didn't see a prostitute, no. <laughs> I mean, certainly my girlfriend was there. Yeah, that would be kind of awkward. Uh, I mean, what are you unless talking she's about? into that, which, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think she is. <laughs> I'll ask her. You'll ask her. Natasha, if you're listening, let me know. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter. Right? Check us. Yeah. Uh, pod, podcast None. Podcast None. Twitter.com. Yeah. So, are you talking about that picture I sent you? You did send me uh, two two pictures actually. That um, yeah, that uh, it was kind of a big thing. <laughs> say it. You say it. 
You got fucking married over the weekend, dude. At the Graceland Chapel. Holy uh, shit. The same place that... The same place that John Bon Jovi had at least one of his weddings. I don't know how many times he's been married, but they advertised that out front. I mean, wow. Uh, I have questions. Like, shoot. But, but for, do you want to just tell us a little bit about it, or you want me just to go, go uh, in? Go ahead, go shoot. In. Yeah, right, I don't right. know where to start. So, so was it planned before? I assume it's planned before you went and took the trip. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was no. not? No. Wait, hold up. It no. wasn't at all? No, why would it be? No, I just started. We started dating two months ago, a month and a half ago. I don't know. Right. So, bef- had it come into your mind at all before you went on the trip? Like maybe this? No, no. Uh, well, in the way that when you go to Vegas with someone that you just started dating. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, when did you? When did it become the plan? Plan is a funny word. Alan, have you ever have you ever gotten yourself into something that you kind of like did impulsively and then like almost immediately regret it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do tell. I sent you a picture from inside a chapel. I didn't get fucking married, asshole. Just because I've been married twice and divorced twice doesn't mean that I don't fucking care about it and I just get married in Vegas. To, like, w- She's a good girl. I hope this works out, but I didn't get married in Vegas. I, I sent that picture to my mom, and she didn't respond. And I was like, well, this is boring. I'm still at breakfast. And I was like, I'll send it to my co-host. And I gave you and, the response you were looking for. You gave me, yeah, you go, whoa. And I'm like, oh, shit, he believes me. And then you're like, congrats. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> and then I'm about to text you back, and Natasha's like, save it for the show. That's, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. She has very good instincts. You probably should put a ring on it. Um, I know. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, when you said yesterday, you're like, can we do the show to, on Tuesday instead of Wednesday? I'm like, oh, thank God. I can't hold this on any longer. <laughs> it was killing me to do this this long. All right. As a rule, we don't do shtick and no gimmicks. Right. But Alan, you started that. Like I wouldn't have. Like I, that was supposed to just be between me and you. And I was like, I can't tell him now. <laughs> it was hilarious. There was <laughs> there you. was a small part of me that was like, no. But I was like, I mean, Dustin. I don't know. Maybe could do it. <laughs> could I, happen. I, I do get it. I do get it. I of everyone that I know, at least, would be the one that would have had their third marriage already, and they would have done it in Vegas because I am very impulsive. <laughs> Oh, man. My first one pretty much was a plant, my first one. That's two <laughs> weeks in a row where I refer to them as my first one. My, well, my first one was pretty much as well planned. Uh, I ever told you the story about how I proposed to... Uh, uh, yeah, the first, the first one, one uh, Uno. I just remember that she was your next-door neighbor, and that's how you guys got together. I don't remember the details around proposal. Yeah. Um, so we lived in Detroit together and we were going to live there for two years and possibly longer if she, if when she finished school, she had her job there, but it it was out here. So we moved to LA. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, at the time that this decision was made, I was working overnights at Bed Bath & Beyond. You can relate. I remember, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I had just got off an overnight of inventory prep. And, oh, Jesus Christ, that just got, gave me anxiety. Those red stickers uh, on every fucking shelf. Okay. Um, yeah. No, that's inventory. That's the fun part, the prep part. Jesus, inventory prep sucked. How much money did that company spend every year on inventory prep instead of just in, doing inventory? So much. So it, was, it was a whole plan. You had to plan so that you could plan for inventory. 
Like, yeah, and it went. It was stretched over like like a week or more. Yeah, and then yeah, even um, inventory it, took like they didn't do it in one shot. They did no, like four days was, or something. It was like a quarter of your year was spent just <laughs> right. counting all your shell, all your things on your shelves. Anyways, felt like it. so I just got off an overnight doing inventory prep. I was at like my favorite diner called Delmar Diner on Twelve Mile. It's closed now. It totally sucks. Shirley, you were the best. I love you, Shirley. Um, Shirley and Diane were the waitresses there. Um, sure. So, uh, Shirley came over to me at the booth and she's like, you know, what are you going to do today? I was like, well, I just got off a night shift. Um, I'm still a little awake. So the malls are about to open. I think I'm going to go to the mall and get some Christmas, get a Christmas present for my girlfriend. And she's like, what are you going to give her? I'm like, well, I got her a necklace. I got her some earrings. I kind of want to get her a ring this year, but I feel like if I get her a ring at this point, it should be like an engagement ring. And she's like, well, why don't you? I'm like, yeah, why don't I? Wow. I got so, talked into it by a waitress. At a local diner. That's that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> it was your well, favorite diner. It lasted five years. That's pretty good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was my favorite diner. And, so, you know, I mean, if you only live 50 years, that's a tenth of your life. That's pretty good. This is true. 10%. Yeah. God, I hope I don't only live another 12 years. That would suck. Yeah. How morbid this show got all, all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was talking about my second divorce a little bit ago. Um, it's kind of morbid. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so that's uh-huh. it. When you were saying there might be a lot to talk about with Vegas You're and the like, wedding, nah, I was like, I don't think so. Much. Yeah, I think we can cover yeah, this yeah. in like 10 minutes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I did notice, I was like, because you joined and you're in the exact same place and you said you texted her. And I was like, well, presumably she would have just been with him. That, yeah, I was like, how long am I going to pull off the fact that she's not where I am right. and I don't have a wedding ring on? I kept doing like this and I'm like, oh, put my hand down. Yeah. Well played, All right. sir. Well played. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for oh, that. I, uh, no offense taken. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll let you steer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit already about coronavirus and kind of what you experienced there in Vegas. Um, so cases are definitely going up all across the country, including where I am and where you are. Um, you know, like I said, indoor dining and bars were supposed to reopen in my county tomorrow. I just got an email today saying that that's been postponed indefinitely. Um the number of cases in the U.S. has gone up 80% in the last two weeks. Um, we've been hitting around 40,000 cases a day the last couple of days here. It is not looking... Yeah, it's almost, like, it, it's almost like global warming news where it's like, a new record, a new record, a new record. Yeah, it is not looking good. Um, I personally am really, really concerned that that I might get shut down again. My, my store might get shut down again. Um, people were asking me, you know, all day, you know, what do you know? Is it, is it going to get sh- shut down again? I don't, I don't know anything that's not already out there. Um, Dr. Fauci testified before the Senate today, and he said if things continue on this trajectory and we don't, you know, make a course change, we could see up to 100,000 cases a day in the country, which would just be massive. Um, how's it going down there? I know there's been a lot of, there's a, a resurgence there as well, right? Yeah, um, we so on Sunday when we were driving back from Vegas, we got a uh, we saw a headline about how like nine counties had their uh, bars and restaurants shut back down, uh, and San Diego was not on that list. And then yesterday, San Diego said that bars, wineries, and breweries without a license to serve food will need to close. Which I don't know what is there a difference between having food and serving food? Um, not like you can bring it in, but like what at what point are do are there places that serve food that don't have a service license? Hmm. 
I imagine you have to have some sort of license. It might be different if the food isn't being prepared on site. You know, if it's yeah. a food truck that sits adjacent to the restaurant, but there's you're still allowing them to bring the food. Yeah, in. I don't think. Maybe yeah, they're a not different sort of. Yeah, those places are definitely closed. But I'm just thinking, so I mean, I guess what that means to me is like basically dive bars are what's closing. Because like just basically any bar that doesn't have a kitchen. Right. Which isn't, I mean, that's still something. But Yeah. Oh, and it's, I mean, at this point, I don't know that closing things down will make a difference ultimately, like in the long run. Um, because like when this first hit and we don't know what's going to happen, our fear is that like, we're all going to get sick. We're all going to die. We're all going to get sick at once. We're all going to go to the hospital. There won't be any hospitals, like all that. Right. Somewhere along the line, we seem to have like forgotten or not, maybe not forgotten, but like our objective used to be manage the way we get sick so that people don't die unnecessarily, that people only die that wouldn't have been able to have beat having the virus but with the understanding that eventually everyone's going to get the virus so it's kind of like i i didn't think that our goal through shutdown right like i didn't think that the objective of the shutdown was to prevent anyone from ever getting sick again and that's what it sounds like people are treating the goal of the shutdown as it's like whoa cases are spiking we better shut back down so that no one ever gets sick again it's like no the reason of a shutdown was if everybody got sick at once the hospitals wouldn't be able to handle it and we'd all die um now, if this current spike is so bad that the hospitals get crashed, then that's a new concern again, or a, a, not new, but a concern again. Yeah, I mean, so the shutdown was to flatten the curve, to your point, to um, make sure that the hospitals had the capacity to keep up with, with the new required hospitalizations. Because even everybody that, that gets it doesn't necessarily have to be hospitalized. A lot of people have very few symptoms or, or relatively mild symptoms. And so, we have gotten better at doctoring this. Like we, we, we give better medicine when people get sick now than we did three months ago. We have, um, but yeah, it's it's still a huge concern, um, and there are parts of the country where hospital capacity is is concerning as well. I don't think so. Did I, do I sound like I'm not concerned? I'm sorry. I don't want to come across that way. Oh no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah and just to, I'm sorry to cut you off. I I feel like I'm going to forget this, but when you said that there's parts of the area, the country that are spiking. Some places, like there's a lot of attention on Houston, which is really surprising to me because when this started, we had a lot of attention on New Orleans and everybody who was looking at this analytically said, okay, well, let's look at sister cities to New Orleans and have them prepare themselves so that they, you know, so that they can respond in as, as they would expect New Orleans to have needed to respond. So the point is, right, like you look at cities that have the same demographics in a similar area, and Houston and New Orleans are married ever since Katrina. Right. So like the, it's the same population demographics. It's similar in size. So whatever happened in New Orleans, Houston should have expected it to happen. Just it's a matter of cases showing up in Houston and then exploding. So... I, I don't understand how Houston, like the sixth largest city in America, is struggling with this when they've had three months to be prepared because New Orleans hit, got hit first, you know? Yeah, I think that's um, a fair point. What are you seeing around you as far as people wearing masks? Are you seeing pretty good compliance? or? Yeah, really good compliance. Okay. Really good compliance. Okay, so really good compliance in San Diego, and it it's only gone up more. Um, I think we had really good compliance in general here except for old white people. Um, and, and dude, seriously, I, I, most of the customers who I see are the more wealthy customers in like North County. 
And it's hit or miss with people that wear masks. I was at a customer's house yesterday morning. She goes, okay, so come on in. Appreciate your mask and gloves. I'm not going to wear a mask because it's my house. I'm like, "Uh, you know what? I apologize, but I'd prefer you to wear a mask. I'm sorry. It's like, okay. It's like, motherfucker. Like, you're going to... I could not imagine calling someone to come to my house that I don't know and being like, by the way, I'm just going to breathe right now. Like, just... (laughs) No. No. I mean, even when the guy that came to put in my internet a week or two ago... I masked up the whole time he was here. Yeah. Um, I didn't ask him if he wanted me to. I just did it. Like, no. I'm not gonna... <laughs> no, who does that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, well, because I have to go to another customer's house after you. Right. So, like, you should care about whether I just came from another asshole that didn't put on a mask and now I'm going to be in here in your house. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I would say in my area, compliance is also pretty good. Although, I do see a lot of people that have the mask and have it pulled below their nose. Yeah, which I, is, see, I, I see that a lot. Like, yeah. I had a lady talking to me the other day how concerned she was that we were going to get shut down again. The whole time she's standing like three feet from me. I'm trying to back up and she has her mask yeah. pulled down under her nose. I'm like, you're concerned, but what are you doing? <laughs> like, Total disconnect. Yeah. yeah. Total disconnect. That reminds me of the quote for the show. I can't wait to give this week's quote. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I, just nuts, man. I saw even uh, Lamar Alexander on during the hearings today with Fauci was sort of lamenting that... That's a senator, right? Yes. Who's Lamar Alexander? Yeah, senator. Yeah. Um, lamenting that the mask wearing had become a political issue. Um, Dude, and even s- my brother who is... if you So my brother is like a perfect libertarian. Mm-hmm. And, and not in the sense that I wish to aspire to be. <laughs> I like the li- version of libertarian right. that I embody. Right. Um, he is such a libertarian that if you don't know politics, you're like, oh, you're a Republican. It's like, no... Mm. <laughs> Um, the, so when I was talking to him about it, something you just said made me think of this. I'm sorry, man. What, what, that, what did the you mask say? The mask had become a political issue. He goes, yeah, but we were talking just in general. I asked him how things are going. In, he lives in Phoenix. I was like, how are things going in Phoenix? Because, you know, the, the news was perfectly tailored to say Phoenix is, di- everyone's dying because it went Trump rally. Spikes right. in Arizona, right. and that's just perfect. Like I, I don't even blame the media for that. Those are two things you can't help but connect and then talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, there was a Trump rally where they lied about um, putting aerosolized um, disinfectant into the air, and they said that it would disinfect. The- Did you hear about that? Uh, I heard about them I, saying I, that they had installed some special um, air cleaner system. In- yeah, I'm an expert on this, yeah. so I, I actually can speak very educatedly on this. So first of all, they they said they put some an aerosol, um, um, uh, like aerosoled uh, hand sanitizer, the <laughs> sanitizer through the air uh-huh. as it passed through the the air handler, and that that would kill the air. That was a test that was done and proven in a lab in a small confined space. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to have that work effectively inside an arena, you would have to have so much airflow, it would be, la- it would, it, you wouldn't be able to hear over it. it would, oh, wow. That's the important part. The fan required to move that air and the uh, turbulence from all that air would make so much noise, nobody would be able to even talk in there. Um, so it is able, you are able to do that in a small room um, and you know very quickly. It would take a long time to do that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they lied about that. Um, so there was a stupid Trump rally where people didn't wear masks. So we'll see. And then there, but then there also was just a spike. So it seems like the virus has spread its way to the, to the West coast, uh, passing through Phoenix. And, um, so I called my brother and I asked him how they were dealing with it out there. He's like, you know, it's pretty bad. I, of course, he's like, I never leave my house. So I couldn't tell you what it's like on the street, but I pay attention to the news and it's pretty bad. It's not as bad as they make it sound. 
But then he said, also, just without me prompting, prompting him, this is why I even went on this jag. He goes, also, fuck Trump for making the mask a, 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 a political, political point, yeah. a political issue. Yeah. So he never liked Trump. I, you know, when I said he's basically a Republican, that's not true. He's not like a T, capital T Republican, but he, um, you know, he, he's not one to get into traps of political thinking. Like he was very quick to say, you know, fuck Trump for making the mask political because it is. God damn it, man. It just makes sense to wear a mask. You're not going to do this forever. Some people will continue to do this afterwards, but just get through this time and have your slight inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really all it is. I mean, yeah. you know, I have to wear one like nine hours a day, which kind of sucks. And um, But the alternative just doesn't make any sense. And for most people, they don't have to wear it for nine hours straight. You know, they, they put it on when they go right. to a store and for 10, 15 minutes, whatever, and they take it off when they get back in their car. It's not a big deal. Oh, you take your mask off when you go up to the office, don't you? Yeah, if I'm in off my office by myself, I right. do. Door closed, yeah. no one around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm honestly probably shouldn't ask you to admit to that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm honestly not even in the office all that much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a it's ridiculous that it's become a political issue. And even the senator was saying that he wished I'm paraphrasing, but he that he wished that Trump hadn't made it. So, like your brother. That's where you were going with yeah. that. I'm sorry. No, no right? worries. We're good. We're good. All right. Well, um Well, actually I I have a, I have a thought on that. Okay. I just have one thought on the uh reopening. So, one thing that I think is kind of interesting about the reopening is that it it seems to be tied that the success of the reopen really seems to be tied into or have to do with the psychology of the states, regions or localities that are reopening. Um and I'll explain what I mean by that. Like obviously, it's pretty straightforward. Like the East Coast west coast south whatever like we all seem to have different psychologies as a region as as the way we treat mm -hmm. the, the the virus and and the the reopen though right. why we're reopening right. how we respond to either our rediscovered freedoms um so it seems to be to me i'm noticing it it seems to affect individuals and business entities completely different right so if you think about it the federal, state, local government, whoever you want to say is the authority in this story, they can make all the guidelines they want, mm -hmm. print them on gold leaf paper, and hand them to you, and you can still do whatever the fuck you feel like with almost no consequence. You could ignore all of the recommendations they give, and the worst really you should notice as an individual is maybe a fine that probably will get thrown out for it not being constitutional once they get around to getting you into court, right? Right. But if you're a business and you ignore any of those, you can lose your entire livelihood. Yes. And I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it's weird. Like the the individual can have no responsibility and accountability and the business that chooses to behave in the same way, even if they're being somewhat measured, but they just don't follow the letter of the law, just have everything taken from them. Um, and then they can even, you know, and then you you can staff that building with people that follow the rules. But, you know, if you opened up like a synagogue and had more than 25% of the of the occupancy present, you just violated it, even if it's outside. Like, they arrested a rabbi in the back of a church because they had an outdoor service. Wow. I, I can't, and there was like 100 people there, and it's like, I don't think that having 100 people in that room doing a worship or an out, outside worshiping with masks needs to be a criminal thing where 
like literally if that wasn't an organization and those people all happen to meet up there, I don't think they could get arrested that same way or would be. Also, New York, that was in New York. New York's been really weird with just synagogues. They like welded a gate shut to a synagogue um, as opposed to other religions. It's, I, I don't want to get into conspiracies with it because I don't have one. But it, I, have you heard any of that? Like they, they seem to really be focusing on synagogues in New York. That is interesting. No, I hadn't heard either of, of those stories. Well, um, we should spread that rumor and start a race war. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so I would agree that especially if it's outdoors and people are wearing masks, that that should seem to be okay. I mean, to your point, like if if a hundred people gathered in a park all wearing masks and social distancing, nothing would happen. Was is that not what was going on? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how far apart they were, but I, I really think it was they're an organization and they opened the gates and then they went through the gates and they stayed outside and it was like too bad you open your gates and they. Yeah, I think all the evidence that's out there really points to outside being the safest okay. place yep. you know yep. and- uh, you know it seems to be or 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 to speak about what you should be concerned about it's confined spaces yep. with someone um with and with poor ventilation and people um, not pre- social pretty, distancing or not wearing masks i i've even heard it said that you know of course there's exceptions to all of this but you could be in a room in a confined room for a very brief amount of time with someone who is infectious and you get a low viral load from them, your body can beat it. Whereas with most infections, like the way I, I understood getting sick, you know, getting a cold was a virus cell attacks a clean, what do you call it, healthy cell in your body, and that replicates and you become sick. Right. And it appears to be with this one, it's the quantity of the viral load that determines whether or not you become sick or not. Yeah, I've also heard that as well. Um, yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, I don't know exactly what to do with your the whole dichotomy between the individual versus the entity or, you know, whether it's a yeah. business or a religious organization. I mean, I think that as somebody who's running a business or even, you know, a pastor or um, somebody running a synagogue, whatever, um, they do have a responsibility to their patrons or to the members of their flock um, to keep them safe. I mean, and not to directly jeopardize their health just so they can do what they want to do. So, I mean, I, I, I guess it's a good thing that there's consequences for doing that. You know, I think it makes sense. It's just kind of weird that there's that like bars are opened, everything closed and then bars opened before schools (laughs) and churches. And are, 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 um, like you can get haircuts and stuff down there already, right? You've been able to do that yeah, for a while. Yeah, I've had two. I finally got one last week, actually. Um, yeah. yeah, felt good. But do you anticipate that being shut down again, perhaps? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're increasing your encounter by one. I, well, let me rephrase that. The person that works there is assuming a lot of risk. Yeah. Um, but you're increasing your encounter by one, and I don't. I you know I think that if we're both wearing masks. Um, I think, I don't know how accurate it is, but they say that, you know, if two, if both parties are wearing masks, your percentage of getting infected is like below 5%. Yeah. I've heard that as well. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess increasing it by one with, and it's a chance of one in 20 isn't exactly low odds, but I think I'll take it. I'll take, okay. So that's the thing is 
everybody has to be able to do a self-assessment, figure out what their level of risk is, and then operate based off of that level of risk that they're willing to assume. Not everyone is going to have the same answer to that question. So because of that, having a blanket shutdown doesn't seem like it's going to be very effective. Yeah. Um, it didn't work the last time. We can't afford to do it again. Whatever we did last time really didn't work anyways because it's not like people didn't get sick. It definitely slowed things down. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. But um, it, it definitely didn't stop us from getting sick. Um, and again, that's not the goal. The goal isn't to make sure the shutdown prevents people from getting infected. Like this is a disease that's in the air. And we are going to be infected with it, I believe, at some point. So it's really, again, it's about flattening the curve. So can we flatten the curve? Okay, what can we do to flatten it? And if we can't, then we need to follow common sense advice. Stop living in this divisive world that we're living in where we make everything so goddamn politicized. Don't get yourself sick. That's really it. Don't get yourself sick and don't get the people you care about sick. Like, why is that so fucking hard? I guess I should figure out, I, I, mean, I shouldn't be surprised that that's hard to figure out when we can't just like not be racist or not be sexist or not be just bigoted and rude and mean to the average person. So I guess we should also expect that people can't, what, not cough on people? Like, fuck, man. <laughs> Hey, Bear, do you have another topic on this? Can we do a break? Let's do a break. All right, see you on the B-side. On the B-side. This is the B-side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the cans of your mind. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I will wander through your Let's see if I can make the trash can. It didn't sound like a trash can. No. Yeah, that was uh did, backboard and carpet. Did not have the swish sound. Too. No. <laughs> no bottle cap swish. Mm-mm. Uh how was your break? It was fantastical. I, I texted yeah. I texted Candace to, about your ruse. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> <clears throat> you drink a Sierra's? Of course. Of course. And Natasha asked me that. She's like, Do you guys like text so that you drink the same beers? I'm like, No. no we've just happened coincidence to... <laughs> last time. Yeah. We've always had the Sierra's, I think. Yeah, I I like Sierra's. It's my go to. Yeah. Same. Same. It's, yeah. it's easy drinking. Yeah. All right. Well, should we all get right. back to it? Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So, some political stuff. So, we have the big story that broke. I heard about it first, I think, on Friday night, I want to say. And then you texted me about yeah, it. Yeah. If you were talking about what I was thinking about, yeah, it, it like dripped through. And almost, I feel like nobody's, I haven't seen a lot of solid reporting on it. I feel like they're all just like waiting to put it all together and have a, like a bomb on it. But maybe you've been paying more attention than I have. Yeah. So, the first reports were kind of like, well, this is sort of unsubstantiated. Um, report, what are we talking about? Uh, right. I assumed. <laughs> right. No, you assumed correctly. So the story, the headline basically is Russia paid bounties to Taliban fighters for killing Americans. Um, and as I said, the, the reporting at the beginning. Bounty gate. Bounty gate was a little soft. Over the weekend and actually today, the New York Times um, front page, I believe. I don't know. I, I look at it digitally. I assume it's front page on the paper. If it's front page on the website, who knows? Um they are reporting today that there's actually a money trail um, between accounts leaked to the GRU and accounts leaked to Taliban. Um, so there's that's so. It's weird that peace calls, peace talks didn't get <laughs> scrapped at all. I'm not joking. I know. Peace well, talks with the Taliban didn't get scrapped at all. There's there's a lot of 
weird stuff Moving about parts this. Moving parts. Okay. All right. But I think... Um, you're, you're in the driver's seat completely on this. I only know headlines. I've kind of been waiting because I, I had the feeling that the reporting wasn't done and they were getting shit out there. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till we know everything about this. It, so, it didn't sound like the type of story that wouldn't have follow-up. Yeah, no, there's definitely been a lot of follow-up. So I think the way it started was basically the intelligence community was a little bit unsure of what to make of, of what they were being told. There were people that um, had been captured, Taliban fighters who were interrogated who gave them this this intelligence, um, but they weren't sure, I guess, of the veracity of the, that reporting. Apparently, it did make the president's daily briefing back in February, the written version, um, which, you know. It didn't say Donald Trump right, of, right above it, so he didn't see it. Right, right. And whether or not... Do you remember all those stories early on where they were like, yeah, they keep his news briefing to one page on like 14 fonts oh, or yeah. something? Apparently, uh, the... The agencies that do their reporting to him even like outsource third-party companies like consultants to say like, how do you think we might be able to get through to this guy? Because <laughs> he's really not paying attention at all when we're doing these briefings. Um, so they take it down to K Street or something? Like, yeah, exactly. Are, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so whether or not the president was actually briefed where somebody's told him like hey this is happening or this is there's intelligence that this is happening is unknown um the white house is saying that the president didn't know and wasn't briefed on it even though it wasn't in, in the daily briefing the written one that the president wasn't aware of it i think that if you the- were a republican and you found out that your president didn't pay attention to that that would bother you right course in fact i i okay. my argument is that Do you, even no, if, are you cutting are you jumping ahead i'm sorry no no you're good you're good okay. i think so hypothetically the president didn't know like he wasn't aware he should have sure, known. just for fun sure. right yeah okay. but, but he yeah. should have known and that's so that's still so like if i when, when you get in trouble and you get taken in front of a judge and you say you didn't know right. they say ignorance of the law does not count as is not an excuse right absolutely which i think is a bullshit phrase by the way i think ignorance of the law is a perfect excuse <laughs> i think that you need to know the law in order to be in trouble for breaking it but okay well i mean like at work i could claim not to be aware of certain policies or procedures but if they're they're important enough policies and procedures and i'm violating it doesn't matter if you know, like if, if I'm putting yeah. the company in jeopardy or yeah. my people in jeopardy, I can still be fired for that, whether or not I say I knew it. Because um, in my role, my responsibility requires me to know that stuff, right? Sure. It's <laughs> just sure. part of yeah. the job. So yeah. I, I think we'd have to hold the president. I, I was joking to... <laughs> about like getting pulled over in Mexico or something, but I get, yes, exactly. I agree with you. I yeah. think we'd have to hold the president to the same standard. Uh, so, first of all, it's absolutely crazy. Wait, you mean the most. <laughs> powerful citizen in the country right yeah i think we first should. of all it's absolutely crazy to me that nobody uh saw this and was like hey maybe we should actually tell the president this is happening right like nobody was like oh this this might be a thing okay, but does that make you think it's bullshit then so i mean obviously what the white house is trying to say is that it wasn't very strong intelligence and so that's why there was a decision made not to bubble it up to the president but it, it was bad intelligence right but it appears bad. that the intelligence over time has gotten stronger and stronger, um, including now them finding the, the money, following the money trail, um, that it now appears to be very likely a real thing. Um, and, and still, still, the president still really hasn't come out and said anything about it other than it was based on shaky intelligence. 
Um, is that what he said? Is that what he said? Yeah. Here's my question: What if you t- what if you change Russia to Iran in this story? Are we are we dropping bombs on Iran? I I mean I would hope not. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. But are there to... are there are there I'm a, saber saber rattling? Is there sanctions? Oh, I, no. There... Okay, I understood your question. Yeah. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I'm still anti-war. But um, <clears throat> just for clarity, I mean, yeah. we've done 20 episodes. It doesn't mean everybody knows my stance <laughs> on things. I am an anti-war person, so I would be anti-war against any country accused of this. You think that the president would have said, "Fuck this shit, we're bombing Iran," or it, yeah. at least some saber rattling or some sanctions or some very strongly worded tweets? <laughs> what if it was China? <laughs> what if it was yeah? What if it was China? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it would. So what does that mean? Well, okay, hold on. Let's just pump the brakes for a second. Okay. It, let's keep this in the context of our conversation with Mike last week. Are we basing this off of our assumptions? Like, did we, what if we just woke up in this present moment and we had no context about our assumptions around the relationship between the president and Russia? Then I, would I don't say. think that changes anything here. I, fa- I In fact, I think that makes me more upset because i can rationalize it now that he's not doing anything because he knows that guy but if he didn't do anything about a country that there was no friendliness with that's even worse right no they're both worse they're both they're both bad but i mean i guess i would still be asking the question like why why aren't we yeah why is there no response yeah i can't I mean, I mean the, so, so the lack of so the lack of a response speaks volumes, man. Like, what else could that mean? I'm trying to think what else that could mean. I mean, this confirms how close their relationship is, well, I mean, right? Like, if this was Canada, we'd be talking about bombing them, <laughs> right? I mean, so this presumably this was supposed to. Holy shit! Seriously, if this was Canada, we'd be saying we. I mean, there would be some strongly worded I, tweets at minimum. For a second, I couldn't remember if Trudeau was the yeah. president of Canada or France. Yeah, he's dreamy looking. Uh, is he Canada? Yeah. Macron is France. Yes. He's dreamy also, right? Mm, I think Trudeau's really dreamy. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to throw that in there. Um, where was I? Yeah, so I guess if we, if in your scenario where we woke up and we weren't aware of any of the other stuff with Russia, that would still be a huge question. Like, well, why aren't we doing anything about this? Why, why not? So, oh, that's where I was going to go. So... This hit the presidential uh, daily briefing in late February. Since... Oh, he forgot because the coronavirus, dude. That's all it was. <laughs> he just had a lot on his plate, man. Right. Have you ever dealt with a pandemic and another country paying to kill your soldiers? You could easily forget another country paying to kill your soldiers if you had a pandemic that you were trying to dismiss. <laughs> it takes a lot of work to dismiss a pandemic. <laughs> You're going to forget about another country killing your soldiers paying to kill your soldiers yeah totally it'd be a, it'd be a... you you think managing a retail store is hard imagine trying to cover up a pandemic and cover up the fact that another country was paying to kill your soldiers it, I, I you know i can understand it's that. like a c priority on the on the list yeah. right yeah, n- yeah no well they're already dead alan well, <laughs> the so this happened late february right whether he was actually informed of it or aware of it or not since that point he's had multiple conversations with Putin over the phone, right? He has lobbied for uh, them to get back into the G8. Well, the G7 now, but um, if they get back, it would be the G8 again. Um, so- Does that, is it just me or is that number always changing? I don't think so. Okay, are there 
a bunch of G summits? Is there, there a G twenty, a G eight, a G? Yes. Like every three months, there's a G summit until you know there are different levels of G G summits. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, you know but more the, about global politics. than The G seven. They're the big. You know, they're the big ones. Yeah. The big it's seven. The top seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the playoffs. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they're the playoff countries. Um, it's weird to have a seven-team playoff. And anyways, uh, so so all of that... America trans- gets a bye through every round. Of course, of course. All that's transpired since this intelligence has been out there. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have another place to go with that other than just, just to point it out and say it's kind of mind-blowing that this is where we are. Yeah, I kind of got in the way of your point, but it's a good point. There's been a lot that he's done that should have brought his attention back to, hey, wasn't there something about these guys? Like, right? like, like if your neighbor killed your dog, no, if you found out that your dog died and you knew your dog died and then your other neighbor told you that another neighbor poisoned it, but then like everyone in the in the neighborhood had to like evacuate because there was a, a, a wildfire coming, you know, come through. And then like after you got done with the wildfire, you you wouldn't just be like, something happened. What was it? No, like while you're in the fucking shelter or wherever you all went, you'd be like, I'm going to fight you fucking here, like (laughs) now. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm not going to, like, help you clean your car or, you know, have the other neighborhood, uh, the the HOA bring you back into a certain committee. Like, yeah, certainly not going to throw you. I don't know how I finished that analogy in the top of my head on the fly. That was (laughs) was great. That would hurt. That one really hurt. (laughs) You're certainly not throwing them a birthday party. Um, Yeah, that's a good one. Right? So. Yeah, and, and so this has now been out over the weekend. He can't say that he wasn't aware. He isn't aware of it any longer, obviously. So what did the Lincoln Project let that out? There, it was leaked to multiple uh, places. I think NBC. I think NBC. It was leaked to, and also the Times, I believe. Okay, all right. You were saying something. I'm sorry. Well, so it, it's now Tuesday. Uh huh. And there's still been no official response. Right. Other than to say, I mean, so he knows about it now. <laughs> like, why not come out and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this is true. Maybe it's not. If it is, I'm going to find out. And Russia, you got some something coming. Right. Like, that's what I would expect. No. No. Just let it go. No, it's completely what I would expect. <laughs> I just I'm trying to think and I can't. It's hard to wrap your, your mind. I, I'm really trying to. Not give him the benefit of the doubt, but I cannot come up with a reason. Maybe, I mean, I'm a pretty creative person and I cannot come up with a why for this. This is the president that's all about the military, right? He's all, that's his, that's his, he loves the military, right? He loves his, he loves his generals. I I mean, can you imagine being a a soldier in Afghanistan right now? Like, and your commander in chief's no, just ignoring. But I couldn't have yesterday or yeah, last week. Yeah, but yeah, fair, I know. I, I know what yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I. The AP's talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah, the New York Times had a huge article about the the financial stuff this morning. Did we not want to interfere with their election? I think Russia was having an election today. <laughs> Wait. I'm not joking. I know that sounds stupid, but like, did we not want to talk about this because of that? I can't. I. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I can think of. Seriously, I can't imagine that being the case. But I don't know. Yeah, that would be polite. <laughs> we don't do They polite. certainly don't have an issue interfering in our election. So, yeah. Um, yeah, right. Allegedly. Allegedly. This is a comedy show. <laughs> I yeah. mean, so I go Vladimir. back to I go back to Mike's point last week where 
he said, you know, you can't always say the sky is falling or be, I don't mean to be sensational with the story, but the story is what it is. I, I mean, just to talk about it is almost to sensationalize it because of the nature of it, I guess. Dude, have you ever heard a story like this in your life? There's been so many stories in the last, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that, have you heard? I don't, no, I don't I, ever remember hearing about another country. Eh, it must may, have happened. I feel like there was something in the Middle East. There was something in the Middle East with this. Like there was something with Iran during Afghan during Iraq. Sure, I'm sure there was. Yeah, okay. But those are like already. Those aren't supposedly your allies. While everyone's like, those are your allies. Like. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody thinks Russia is our ally except for Trump, maybe. Um, and a few people in his corner, obviously, right? Yeah. Uh, so, one more story uh, with Trump. He retweeted the video. It was the um, the video in, what's that place called in Florida? The the Villages. The Villages, right. I've actually seen commercials. Are you talking about Ken and Karen? <laughs> Not that one, no. I've seen commercials for The Villages before. It looks nice. Oh, that wasn't The Villages, right? No. Those two things. I forgot those, those two stories happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is... Why have you seen commercials for The Villages? It's like a retirement community. I know. I think they've they've run commercials during golf tournaments or maybe... Oh, okay. I probably yeah. watched television that's in an older demographic a lot, I would guess. Yeah, I don't like the commercials I see when I watch golf. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably where I saw it. Anyways, um, so there was a protest at the villages, and then there were people, there were Trump supporters rolling by in golf carts um, and kind of interacting with the protesters. And Trump retweeted a video of that interaction taking place in which one of the Trump supporters yells out, white power. A flower. I'm pretty, pretty... No, it was a chef. Oh, is that what? It... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Apparently, one of the protesters asked the guy, where's your hood? In response to the, the supporter yelled out, white power. Now, I personally didn't... Which order? Somebody said, where's your hood, Trump supporter? And he says, yeah. WPs? Yes. Wow. Now, I didn't see the video personally. I don't know if you did. I know the tweet was taken down. Yeah, I saw it. You did see yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Could you hear it clearly? Yeah. Oh, it was the only thing you could hear. Oh, okay. Um, I played it for Natasha while she was getting getting ready, and she was like... The only thing I heard was white power. How could he say that notice. he didn't hear it? Yeah, like so, it's a bunch of jarbled up like arguing that like, so wherever I I, I saw it on Twitter, so I think it played like continuously. Uh, so it started playing again, and I still like after a third time, you could make out everything that the jarbled argument is. Mm -hmm. But really, the only thing you can hear clearly is white power. Do you think they tweaked the audio on that video at all to make it pop more? Or are you Atlanta didn't ever burn. Atlanta was a false flag operation. And Abraham Lincoln was a crisis actor. Do I think that Twitter did or the poster? The, poster. the person that posted it, you mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't think it matters either. Yeah. It's just Well, the only, the only reason it might matter is if you're going to give the president some benefit of the doubt that he wasn't aware of what he was actually tweeting. Oh, do you mean, do I think the version the president heard was quieter right. during the white power part than the part I heard? I don't think so. So I don't Bolton, think it's possible. John Bolton was on uh, one of the political shows on Sunday, and I have a quote from him, which I think is kind of funny. But uh, Wait, wait, wait. I know. Was it, please feed me fish? I love fish. What? Throw fish in my mouth? No, it definitely was not that. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty, pretty sure. So this walrus was on television, and he wasn't talking about fish. I know. It's strange. You think that's all walruses really think about. Do they eat krill? No, that's no, whales. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is what he said. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I'll translate that now. Uh, he said he doesn't pay attention to a lot of things, speaking of the president. It's entirely possible that he tweeted this video because he saw the sign. I think it was in the first go-kart that said the Trump 2020 or something like that. That's all he needed to see, not paying attention. So first of all, it's funny that he calls it a go-kart and not a golf cart. <laughs> Yeah. Unless, I mean, unless the New York Times didn't quote him accurately, but that's what the quote was in the Times. Uh, and then the, the sign said the Trump 2020 or something like that. The sign says stay away, fools. <laughs> so, anyways, that's what Bolton said. So, Trump said 2020. Trump, the sign said Trump 2020. Or something like that. Uh, okay. And so Bolton is alleging or, or asserting that perhaps the, the president just saw the, the go kart with the sign on it and said, oh, that's cool. Let me retweet yeah. that. I don't know. Um, Either way, it took him like three or four hours to take the tweet down. I would think, do you think there is a, a team or a person who just like looks at Trump's tweets after he posts? Like somebody in the administration that looks at the tweets after they're posted and like is like, oh, hold on. There's, this is bad. We need to get this down. Like, and or not. Because I think if. I mean, there are for athletes. If there were, though, why would it take three hours for this to come down? Yeah. Did it really take that's, three hours? That's what I read. I, well, they got to get it from his phone, like, right? So they got, I they mean, asked, they said, you need to do it. And he said, that's not what they said. I'm not, I, I, damn, dude. Or are they all not? Are they just not paid? Like, some, no, all of, I mean, Jared Kushner's on Twitter, right? Like, Ivanka's on Twitter, right? Like, wouldn't Jared the, see it? The, the like, millennials on his like, staff are on Twitter. Like, <laughs> What the Eric and what are Eric and Ronald or whatever his kids' names are? Unless Donald. they think it's okay, I don't. <laughs> I just said Ronald <laughs> instead of Donald Jr. I knew it was an Arnold. You're close. I, I don't know. It's just it's crazy to me that that just stayed up for hours. Yeah, I thought. I mean, no, you. Yeah, okay. I was able to watch it before it got pulled. Right. It got pulled, right? It did get taken down. Yeah, so... And I don't think Twitter took it down. I think they took it down. Or he took it down. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. I believe that's what happened. Well, and okay, yeah. And I it really doesn't fit in this story, but it just happened, and it's all the memes. There's Ken and Karen was fucking hilarious <laughs> from yesterday. So I saw so the where memes. was that? I don't I don't know the context. Like, all I, all, I mean, all I know is that, what, like a rally went through, like, so apparently a wealthy neighborhood, and these people went out on their front porch to make sure that their house didn't get shot, but they don't have trigger discipline or common sense to not aim weapons at people unless you plan to shoot them. Like, like you learned three things when you get a gun if you have someone that cares about you. <laughs> they say, oh, keep your hand, keep your finger off the trigger. Don't aim your gun at anything unless you intend to shoot it. Don't shoot anything unless you intend to destroy it. Right. Okay. These guys are just like Scarface and all over the front yard, like Bonnie and Clyde, with like as, as if as if they're like pointing a gun at someone is not violence. That's violence. Pointing a gun at someone is violence. You can hold a gun near someone. That's not violence. You point a gun at someone. That is violence. I think, in my opinion, I'm sorry. I think it is. I think the you know I have to run because you just showed you told me. Because, I mean, I know when I got my gun that I wouldn't point it at anything unless I was intending to, A, shoot it, B, destroy it. So, like, like, am I, I mean, that you, I, I know he didn't pull the trigger, but that's violence. Like, any competent gun owner, he, if you do that, the next thing you do is pull the trigger. So, that was violence. I don't, I don't, that is not a hair split for me. I didn't expect to go down that rabbit hole. I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't no. have that thought in my head until I started saying it, but that pissed me off. 
Yeah, I tend to agree with you um, that pointing a loaded gun at someone is is certainly uncalled for. Because they're right to stand on their front porch and hold weapons to defend their property. That part has no no line crossed there. I should watch out. I have a German eagle tattooed on my arm, and I'm waving my right hand around. <laughs> I'm going to use my left hand to gesture. I, I um, I, that you know, there is no line crossed if you stand in front of your property holding a firearm. You're just trying to say, I will protect my property, and also you're saying you're stupid because there's thousands of them, and you have 32 bullets, maybe? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Like, you will die if you actually try to start this fight, but okay. Um, you know, man. So I don't know a lot of the details. I'm just actually pulling it up right now as you're talking, but... Uh, so Good thing I ranted forever. <laughs> so apparently it happened in St. Louis in a says through the city's wealthy Forest Park neighborhood on Sunday. Um, there was a protest that was going through the neighborhood, and that's where these two people were, Mark and Patricia McCloskey, which... That's an annoying name. Mark and Patricia. That's pre- Mark and Patty. Mark and Patty. That's pretty good. <laughs> Did you see the one picture that zoomed in where you could see the mustard stain on Patricia's shirt? <laughs> no. Why do I know that and not any details of the know. actual story? I don't know. Uh, uh Can I tell you, while you look up those, did you have more details? Yeah, the decision to aim weapons into a crowd of peaceful protesters comes during a period of heightened violence. So they did. Did you hear they tried to say that they were on the side of the, they put out a press release saying, no, we were on the side of the protesters. We were just trying to say, we're with you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. They leaned into it. They're like, we, that's our only defense. I can't admit that I was aiming it at them to shoot them. What was, what's going through somebody's mind that they decided to, that's one of my favorite questions to ask. The, the, what it implies, like, just to ask someone, what goes on in your mind? <laughs> what goes on in your mind? What sense? What series of synapses right? causes these thoughts and actions? What goes on in your mind, man? <laughs> I have no idea. It, it definitely did make some entertaining memes. <clears throat> Do you know why St. Louis is so racist? Why? Or actually, this isn't why St. Louis. Well, okay. Um, I don't even know that St. Louis is that racist. I've never been there, but I'm going to take your Do you know why St. Louis has such a race problem? And the reason is there was, there's like 90-something incorporated cities inside the county of St. Louis County. Okay. Like 90. So the reason for that, that seems like a lot, right? (laughs) Like San Francisco, San Diego, LA, there's a lot. There's probably like 30 in each of those. There's so many in San Francisco, or I mean in uh, St. Louis, because... Oh, this one really sucks. So all the white people lived in St. Louis, and then there started to be black people there. So the white people moved to another area, and they were like, okay, they call this um, post either postcarding or postage stamping, postage stamping. So all the white people leave into another area or a bunch of white people leave into another area so they can have no black people around them. And they incorporate a new city and it's really small. That's why they call it like a postage stamp. And then, and then it becomes, I don't know if you, I I read a really interesting book about migration flows. I can't remember the title. It's interesting, but it's boring. Um, So like you start to understand the push pull mechanisms that cause people like, so obviously you moved, you moved to that new city, you created a new city that, Create, that created new businesses, new wealth, new opportunities, which brings in new people. Black people happen to also be people, so they show up there, and then they go, whoa, 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 what are all these black people doing here? And then they so move to another, another postage, postage stamp, stamp right, okay. and they made 90-plus of those in St. Louis. So they just have all these cities that are, like, I don't know if anybody listening subscribes to um, institutional racism, but I don't know what else you should call what I just said. Yeah. 
<laughs> they were literally towns founded off of people being like, there's six black people here. We fucking need to move. Yeah. I mean, that seems like institutional racism for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So St. Louis is fucked because of that. Huh. I was unaware. I only know their yeah. barbecue. Well, Dustin explains things poorly. Got another hey, episode. <laughs> yeah. got to get you a little jingle for that. Yeah. No. All right. <laughs> uh, do you have another topic? Uh, the only thing I have is the project I worked on on the weekend and then what we're Oh, please talk about that. Please, please, please. And then we'll get into what are we consuming because we're getting a little close to showtime, showtime. I'd like to keep it as close to an hour going forward. Cool. So we'd been talking last week about kind of what we're doing with the show and uh, we're kind of excited where the show is and where it's going. And so you brought up that, hey, we should probably have a website. So I was like, I can do that. Um, (laughs) so, So yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we now have a website, nonpaganpod.com. It's pretty cool. You can see it has our Instagram feed on there. It has the Twitter feed. It has the the show RSS feeds up there. Uh, You can message us from the website. So if you want to, you know, chip in, say something to us, ask a question, whatever you like, you can do it right there at our very own website. We're all grown up now. We are grown up. Show topic ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or stuff you and, disagree with that we said, you know, any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Promise not to be offended. It's the theme of the show. It's kind of our, yeah, it's kind of our jam. I, I am human. I might be defensive at first, but you just tell me, be like, dude, none taken. I'll be like, oh, right. right. God damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring I, I really like the, I really like the website, man. It's actually made me a little more conscious of what I tweet. I, oh, Cause cool. I think a lot of times I would just randomly oh, like right. retweet things. And, and then like, I'm like, well, do I want this to be on the top of our show's <laughs> tweet feed? Right. Well, all right. Yeah. Good. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, dude, I, I really liked it. I like that we have links to all of our show stuff right there. Um, we don't have anything on YouTube yet, but I'm sure pretty soon. Our, our last uh, episode with Mike, we recorded it on Zoom. So we'll probably put some clips up on YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, link and have the links to that embedded in on the site. Yep. I mean, yep. Alan, you did all the work. I don't want to just <laughs> cause more work. For no, you. no, absolutely. That. that was the plan. That was the plan. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it was fun to make. I hadn't um, kind of dabbled in that world in quite a while i never yeah. reason to um yeah so yeah i took a web design class while i was in high school and it was way ahead of its time uh-huh. because it was while i was in high school <laughs> i'm 37 you know yeah uh oh by the way i'm 37 not 38 so i have 13 years till 50 i huh? keep thinking i'm 38 i only have like four more months of this i gotta get this shit straight before i run out <laughs> um anyways the uh yeah it looks stu- uh oh right i learned how to make websites in high school um I don't think any of that still applies. Probably not. I'm Although, sure. I mean, it is easy because it's drag and drop now, so it's pretty much a lot of it it's is better the, than it was to then. add like the um, kind of like the feeds that took some doing. But Google makes everything pretty easy. Like you can just search like how do I do this, and you know there'll be a site out there that kind of walks you through it. So yeah, it was fun. Well, it's good. I, I like I like the way it came out. We're still kind of um, you know working with the the visuals and Formats exactly or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly what the what the look is we want, but I'm pretty happy with the way it looks right now. You can only get I am too. And it's got everything we want. Yeah. Like, you know, we've got links to all the things that we're doing. So appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want to move on to the, what have we been consuming segment? Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you go first? Okay. So I think I texted you actually on Saturday night. I was watching a UFC fight. I don't remember Saturday night. Whoa. <laughs> I don't remember Saturday night. I was too busy getting not married. Right. Right. Yeah. Priorities makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Dude, there was a fight. So it was Poirier versus... Oh, yeah. That, dude, that fight was in Las Vegas, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. There... <laughs> uh, or if it... No, it probably wasn't in Vegas. But I'm mad at, I was so mad at myself that I was in Vegas and I didn't walk across the street to a sports book. <laughs> uh, 
Poirier versus Hooker was the okay. the main fight, and it was a five rounder. It wasn't a little three rounder. Um, we had, and it wasn't a pay per view or anything. Um, oh, cool! It was yeah, just free on ESPN. In fact, I think you could probably, if you wanted to, to check it out, you probably I still could. On go ESPN watch it plus or whatever. Yeah, you know what? This is a weird time, right? Like, you couldn't normally watch non-live sports and be entertained. But now, it's yeah, like, except now, like li- nobody's talking about sports, so it's like it never happened. You could just yeah, check exactly. it out now. Mm, man, okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, and I won't yeah. tell you. Who won. Don't tell me who won. No, no, <laughs> no not that kidding. it would matter. You wouldn't know. But, um, dude, this fight was just knockdown, drag out, and it was. It, it was a very close fight. Like it wasn't just like one guy dominated. It was like one guy would beat the shit out of one dude for 30 seconds. And the other guy would start beating the shit out of the other dude for 30 seconds. And it was like yeah. intense, man. I, you text me. It was like one of the best fights you've ever seen. For real. It was. I and mean, we had a phenomenal, uh, we watched a phenomenal pay-per-view like what, three weeks ago, a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great card that all around. Card. It did have a couple of spe- spectacular individual fights. Yeah, so <laughs> oh I my didn't god, watch... I got sick of that tiki bar. I, oh no, I didn't watch the entire uh, card. I just kind of tuned in towards the end. But uh, yeah, that fight was phenomenal. It went all, it went the distance, all twenty five minutes. Um, That's fun. Yeah. Oh, so there was no knockout. No, it went to decision. It went to decision. Nice. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, check it out. That was totally cool. The other thing I watched over the weekend was a movie you actually recommended to me, The Gentleman. Oh, yeah. Uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. I, I don't think we talked about it on the show yet. Um, I always loved ha- Guy Ritchie films. Like, I'm a huge fan of his stuff. I I sort of had seen a trailer or something for this a while ago. It was completely off my radar, too. Yeah, yeah. I just I, completely forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, so I had some time on, I don't remember, Sunday, I guess? I don't it doesn't matter. Um, I had some time. I was like, oh, I remember Dustin told me about that movie. Let me check it out. And, yeah, yeah, totally worth it. I mean, it's not... It's not my favorite movie of his he's ever made, but that'd be tough yeah. to do because, like, Lockstock and you, Snatch are t- two of my favorite all-time movies. Right, all. yeah. Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch are fantastic movies. Yeah. And, okay, so I think a good question to where we position this is how would where would you position this in comparison to Rock and Rolla? It's better. Better than Rock and Roll? Okay, I good. I liked Rock and Roll. I actually saw it twice in theater. I saw it first with uh, The First Wife, <laughs> and then I saw it with a friend that hadn't seen it yet, and I was like, dude, I'll watch it again. Guy Ritchie movies are great for re-watching. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think so. uh, but I didn't... I, I don't think that I would consider Rock and Roll a, a twice in theaters movie, um, yeah. but this was... I, I agree. This was better than Rock and Roll. Yeah. yeah. But think, below Snatch and below Lockstock. Yeah, I think Snatch is probably my number one. I, I'm probably the one I've seen the most times. It's infinitely rewatchable. Um, but this is also rewatchable. In fact, I will probably end up just buying it. I rented it like you did on Prime, but I'll probably just end up buying it and watch it a few more times because there's, you know, I'd like to spend a little more time with it. But yeah, great, great selection. Check it out. Do you remember the cast? Dude, like every famous male actor on the planet, like I could pull it up real quick. So Hugh Grant Grant was in it. Yeah. Um, Hugh Grant was one of the main characters. Oh, and Matthew McConaughey. Okay, I got it. So how old are both of those actors? Which one's older? Th- Hugh Grant. Yeah. I th- right? I think Grant's like, what, mid-50s? He's got to be. How did Hugh Grant look better than Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, but didn't they, like, I think Matthew McConaughey was going for that look, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. He still looked pretty good. All right, so Charlie Hunnam, Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell. Oh, that's right. Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant. That's right, Colin Farrell. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and they were all doing British accents, which was fantastic. Uh, was Matthew McConaughey doing a British mm, accent? A little bit. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, but just phenomenal movie, phenomenal movie. That's good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, I'd say what I've been consuming is. What I've been consuming is a uh, movie okay. called An Honest Liar on Amazon Prime. Um, it was free. It came out in 2015. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm still a little taken aback by your last comment. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. That definitely was edited out. So <laughs> Right, right. Uh, um, yeah, so there was a movie. It's from 2015. It's called An Honest Liar. It's a documentary about and starring because it was filmed uh i i think is the amazing randy still alive i don't know i thought he died well anyways god i hope he's still alive for some reason i thought he died so it's a documentary um starring and about the amazing randy and if you don't know who the amazing randy is uh you have a lot of really interesting skepticism and magic to I guess consume because this is the what are we consuming segment. Um, it's free on Amazon Amazon Prime. I encourage you to watch it. Um, so the amazing Randy uh, is a Houdini like magician. To say he's an escape artist isn't right. To say he's a mentalist isn't right. To say he, you know, he he eventually quit doing live magic. He used to be on like the Johnny Carson show and all those old shows where it was, you know, everybody watched that and you definitely know who these, who these famous characters are. Um, and eventually he was like, you know, I can't keep putting, you can't keep putting my body through what it takes to be an escape artist. I'm going to kind of retire. And in his retirement, he began debunking, um, charlatans and people who use, uh, you know, the kind of the effects of what we've learned from science to trick people and to scam people. Um, most notably that they talked about in the movie was Yuri Geller. Do you know who Yuri Geller is when I say the name? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I can't place it. He's the guy that said he could bend spoons with his mind. Oh, yes. Okay. Do you remember how that would work? No. So it was uh, a spoon with a small segment of another metal that you could that would heat up based pliable. off the temperature of your hand. Yeah, just from your heat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he would hold it by that part, and then he would hold it by the end of the spoon, and it would bend. Um, and, you know, he's a great showman. Mm -hmm. um, and he'd do a bunch of other things, too. And so uh, uh, the, the documentary shows how The Amazing Randy went from – his childhood and they show you who he is, but they show him growing into his love of magic and modeling himself after Houdini. Uh, and then into the stage of his career in life where he is debunking charlatans. And, uh, for me, he inspired this week's quote. I mean, we can move right into the quote if you're fine with that. Yeah. Oh, well, I have one question real quick. Yeah. So it's a movie about magic sort of, or Penn and Teller at all involved? Penn and Teller were, yeah, they were the okay. they were panelists talking okay. about. Because it can't you know, be a how... good documentary about magic if Penn and Teller <laughs> right? aren't there. No, <laughs> Penn and Teller is there. Banachek's there. Okay, so, so one of the things that they showed, one of the things that he would do is elaborate hoaxes mm -hmm. to show people how they're easily manipulated 
and deceived. That's the word. It's all about deception. He's, I'm a professional deceiver and I will show you, I will tell you that at the beginning. And then by the time it's over, like there was a part where he showed how this guy had deceived everyone. And then he showed how he did the same thing right in front of them. And they'd go, okay, so when you do it, it's Matt, it's, you know, obviously you're manipulating things as a magician, right? but when he does it, what's different. And the, and like, um, the amazing Randy's just like, okay so what do you think is different he's like well when you do it you're you know you do it through you know manipulating the magnetic field and using these tricks when he does it it's spiritual like uh, god fucking damn it like people are not willing to just have things explained to them and believe that it was the truth that was just told to them they'd rather believe the mysticism so it was the and context. That was his goal. That, it was the context that mattered more than the actual act. Yeah, like in the people's mind as the viewers. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Like, well, they like they put a value in what the con artist was saying they were doing, rather than right. recognizing that there was no value to it. That was just added by the person talking to you while they, you know, manipulated sure. science. So. The quote is, the public really doesn't listen when they're being told straightforward facts. They would rather accept what some charismatic character tells them than really think about what the truth might be. They'd rather have the romance than the lies. Go out on the words of the amazing Randy. I like it. I like nope. it. None taken, Alan. Wait, that's not it. I hope I didn't offend you by telling you I got married and <laughs> embarrassing you on live podcasting. Oh, I'm fine with it. N none taken. Cheers. Cheers. All right. God bless. That was fun. Now this is podcasting.